This is CryptoCore Radio, discussing the ideas, people, and projects building the new digital economy. Get the latest on blockchain technology and cryptocurrency updates with your host, Lutz. Hello and welcome to CryptoCore Radio. This is your host, Lutz, coming to you live from New York City. And we have today Bitcoin Benny from the Bronx. And he is, don't laugh, don't laugh. And he is a, uh, a another another project. We, so we've interviewed in the last few days, uh, Chainmakers and Chainzilla. And this is the third, I believe the, the only, the last one, I think there is only three, uh, Red, Red Fox who is also an, a, a chain creation um, service. And you all, they also have a DEX coming out, if, if I'm correct. Uh, I have Bitcoin Benny. Welcome, Bitcoin. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, um, you're right. So, so I'm also the GM of Komodo. So I'm the GM of Komodo in parallel. And um, Red Fox is actually a venture builder. So it's actually... Uh, what we do is we build out companies on top of the Komodo technology uh, and also help to incubate the projects in the ecosystem. Oh, wow, really? Uh, Jim, yes. what, what's the, uh, I'm not big on titles. What's GM stand for? Uh, general Manager. Um, that's the, okay. we, we, we don't have um, a CEO role. I'm speaking role General Motors. No, no, we don't have a CEO role in Komodo based on the fact that it's a, you know, it's a decentralized, um, it's a consensus-driven organization. And, um we're, they're not big on titles, but uh, we all sort of look after different sectors of the business. So, so some of us look after business, others would look after marketing, others yeah. look after tech. So it's I, divided I into your normal streams. I used to work for Komodo. I was on the marketing team. Yeah, I saw that like three or four years ago, right? Yeah, it was quite a while ago. Yeah, well, so you'd probably you'd probably understand. I mean, Komodo's uh, always been considered to be uh, right up there with the best tech and the most innovative tech. But the um, one thing they've always been criticised for is ha- getting the name out there more, and they don't have the same type of marketing and advertising budgets that uh, a lot of these um, big projects like Etron and EOS have. But on the same token, they don't have the same revenue stream. So why would you spend heaps of money on marketing something that you're never going to get back? Right, and and I think and I think the one of the the basics, you know, is education. Uh, educating is marketing for me. Yep. Anything, you know, if, if you're if you're not educating, even when you put up a banner on a website and you just put Komodo, the decentralized platform, yada yada, yada right? It, you're not doing anything. You, you gotta you gotta you gotta try to educate. You gotta teach somebody something in three words, and if or, or a sentence in less than a sentence, you know, if you could do it in sure. in the smallest amount of of size possible, you're doing it. You know, that person's gonna walk away knowing something, and then they're gonna think, oh, that's that's Komodo. I, that's that decentralized platform that's separated uh, from all the other platforms because all their tokens are not tokens. They're actually separated chains. So if, Correct. So, so if Komodo died one day, all those tokens will still be alive. Those chains, they're the same thing. Token for sure, chains. for sure. So that's, I know, think it's an important point. You're right. And I think that, you know, like I've spent the last two years educating people on Komodo from the end user perspective. Um, I don't come from a deep technical background. I come from a deep business background. So for me, it's been about this is what it can do. This is what you can use it for. And the one thing that we noticed is a lot of people were saying, 
you know, what product have you got or show me how it can be used or show me how I can integrate it into my business. And Komodo is like a fantastic, wonderful, spirited organisation and it's, um, uh, when I say organisation, it's a project. It's not It's not an organisation as such. I, but, I, think, that, I think that my biggest... Uh... My my biggest difficulty back then was the fact that they kept they kept they made a name for every gear on the platform. If you know what I mean, like uh, every mechanism had a had a name. Yeah, and it's it's hard to learn for an average person. And and you can ask Poly Crypto Blog. Me and him were on the same side, and everybody else was changing names all over the place. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. But we, I think the way the way I've grown to see it, like your point is hundred percent spot on. The way I've grown to see it is. I see that as like one thing is the nut, one thing is a bolt, one thing is a screw. And the way I explain it to people is Komodo is like 40, 40 parts on a table and people are saying, what is that? And you're saying, that's a watch. And you're explaining what each of the parts are called. But what I need as an end user is I need a face and a band on it and then I go, ah, that's something that I use yeah. every day. And wow, it's better than what I use. Yeah, and just tell me what that watch does, right? That's it. Exactly. So that's what that's exactly why Red Fox came about. We we turned around and said we don't want to disrupt anything that Komodo is doing. But you think of Komodo as Linux, as an open source platform, and what it needs is a red hat, hence Red Fox, to come along and say, We get the tech, we understand those parts, let's put watch faces and bands on it, let's build companies out so that people are using the tech. But the way we wanted to do it, which was our big differentiator, is we're saying to use the products that Red Fox and the companies that Red Fox makes, you won't even know you're using blockchain. So you can still be paying in fiat. You can still be, it can replace um, services. So we replicate unicorn companies. So for example, let's say we copied Uber because that's famous in the States. You'd get in your car, you'd pay your cash to the driver, you'd get out of the car. But what would happen is we'd have cheaper uh, uh, transaction processes. We'd have better recording of data. We'd have no manipulation of data and rides. We'd have a much better system backed by blockchain without the end user ever knowing that they're using the technology. And we figured that's the fastest way to adoption. All right. And this is Red Fox. So what's the, what's the website so people can follow along? Uh, redfoxlabs.io. Right. So, so uh, that, that sounded like a great, uh, you know, brief description of Red Fox. Um, so... I thought it was just a, a, a chain building, you know, a, no. a chain building service, but it no, seems no, we're, like we're, a lot more than that. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're what they call a venture builder or a startup studio. So we, what we do is we don't try and invent, reinvent wheels. We take successful unicorn models and we've got a nine point system. So for example, we have to grow to 25 million in revenue over the course of the first four years. We have to be third to fifth to market. There's a whole lot of exceptions and rules that we have to meet before we choose something. And we only stick in the um, internet economy in four sectors. So we only look at e-commerce, uh, e-media, e-travel, and uh, ride-hailing, transport, logistics. That's all we look at. We look at massively successful businesses. We replicate and copy those, and then we put blockchain behind it. If I was a client of yours and I'd come mm -hmm. to you, what would I be asking you for? That's a very good question. So technically speaking, you wouldn't be a client of ours in general terms. We do offer consulting and, and help and we do do those types of services. But what, how we do it, we come up with the idea. We build the, the core structure and the go-to-market. We find people that are experienced in that industry to run the company. We give them 20% of the equity and Red Fox keeps 80% of the equity. And then we hand over that company to those people. 
and then we basically um, help advise them and continue to help them raise money for their for their ongoing purpose. So we're a build we build in out. So we go build from in to out model, not a taking outside businesses and then helping them from within. Um, we do do that from the consulting perspective to help people integrate Komodo into their business. Uh, so, for example, an existing chain might say we're stuck, the technology doesn't work properly. So we can say, okay, we can come in and help integrate Komodo in there because we can solve those problems for you. But our core business is us building out companies that function on Komodo in the background. All right. So say, so say I'm a failing blockchain, which I've seen yeah. recently, uh, a lot of migrations going on. Yep. Um, what is the trade-off when uh, you know when moving? Let's say I'm uh, you know some green coin, right? And I'm moving yeah. over to the Komodo blockchain, and I'm getting that those great features of the the blockchain. Is there a trade-off? Like, am I losing something when I when I bring a, an X16R algorithm to an Equiate? Yeah, sure. It's what a good we- question, and and I'll try and talk about it in uh, very simplistic terms. Sometimes it, it, they could lose some of the network effect, or they could lose some of the uh, community aspect. I mean, a lot of people choose to go on Ethereum because it's popular and because everybody knows what Ethereum does. But then these projects say, "Well, I'm stuck. I can't expand. I can't scale. I've got uh, all sorts of problems." And I know that uh, Ethereum, for example, are working hard to resolve those. I'm not. I'm not speaking poorly of them. I'm just saying it might not suit what the company started out to do they may not be able to finish due to the technical limitation. So they might say, I want to come across. What we've worked out is that some of them say, I don't want to come across, but you've got an end-to-end framework that is completely interoperable, and I could actually build dApps and things on Komodo's or using Komodo's technology that I can integrate into my existing chain. This is something that sort of hasn't really been tapped into, and uh, we just signed a partnership with uh, Electri yesterday they're a classic example of a, of a platform that's been around for a few years, got a, got a rather large community, never did an IEO, never did an ICO, never did a raise. Um, and they're, yeah, fair launch. And they're in the same type of a situation of, you know, we've got some great tech, we're building out some great stuff. They're, they're quite exciting considering that they've been able to keep plowing through bear markets and relying on community. At some stage, those companies turn around or those projects turn around and say, we need to generate revenue. We need to make income so we can market and advertise and get better listings and build better products. So this is a perfect opportunity for Red Fox to come in and say, we'll help you do that. We'll help you build your models. We'll help you just define revenue streams and we can integrate Komodo's tech onto your existing platform without you having to move. And when you say you build, you're going to build models, are you talking about software? Uh, can you build software applications on the Komodo? Yeah, we can. Uh, we, we can build um, software applications that can integrate into the Komodo technology. Um, we, we'd have a look at each of those projects, um, for example, if we're using that same analogy, and say, what have you got? And they might say, we're a payment um, a platform. And we'd say, okay, do you realize that if you had X, Y, and Z function, you could actually open up a whole new market in Southeast Asia because, because of the way you've set up or because of what you offer? And they'd say, it hadn't even occurred to us. So what we'd say is, We'll help you be able to do that. We'll help you integrate some of Komodo's technology onto your platform, which unlocks that door. And then how, how a project like Red Fox would work is we'd say, doesn't cost you anything to do that. Um, and we'll do some sort of a, a revenue share or uh, equity split on anything that you um, that you come up with um, and build through through our, our consulting and our negotiations. So uh, this whole space is full of bad actors. And I think that Komodo's 
been really, really good at attracting um, the projects that are serious on tech and serious, um, seriously wanting to do something and wanting to, to innovate and integrate. So what, what we've decided is we should be actually not going out and saying we're going to be like these rip-off merchants that charge a billion dollars to deliver something that doesn't work. What we'd rather do is say, if it provides value, then we share in that with you. And if it doesn't, then you've lost nothing and, and you've gained nothing either. So our, our proposition is completely the opposite to what you're seeing in um, the crypto space. And we're, we're, we're happy with that. So, so it also, so what you're offering is, uh, you know what, let's, I'm thinking at the moment that there is a niche, there is a, a playground, yeah. a software playground called EOS. You heard of EOS? Yep. Sure, certainly have. And uh, and there are a lot of projects suffering over there, suffering like I have no idea. It's just it's just a. I I, I tried to wake them up, but they, they just don't seem to want to. Um, but I think that the whole reason, the one reason why they they stay there is because they say uh, every transaction's free, so it's easier to build on it. So you and could that's, that's, they just don't understand, do they? Because you can set whatever fee you like on. Um, technology like Komodo, it's a completely, if you want to set a zero fee, then you set a zero fee. You've just got to run the service. I mean, if you want to, you can charge whatever you like. Ah, you see, so that's what people don't know. Um, you know, it's it, that, that's the whole reason why they build on it is because, you know, every execution from an application uh, uses some type of uh, fee, a transactional fee, right, when the, when it executes. And, and they, they're allowed to, they could do a lot of executions on the platform allowing them to build a, lot, a bigger application that doesn't yep. cost a lot, right, in fees, yep. basically. Uh, yeah, so that should be there, done. There's a niche there for sure, and there's also, you've got to take into consideration that some of those big platforms also had some very clever lock-ins in the beginning where they would offer tokens to projects to come across and um, call that a development fund of some sort. And those people would have to have to be locked into staying on that that chain for X period of time. But we're seeing it already now with a couple of the big ones that I won't name, but obviously the, there's murmurs and it's about to come out. Some of these big chains have realised that they're crippled. Uh, these big projects are crippled. They can't get off the chain um, that they're supposed to stay on and they're forking yeah. their own projects. Um, I don't blame them. I mean, you know, someone could come across to Komodo, replicate their own project. It's exactly what we do. We're a replica company. Uh, replicating real world, but someone can come across and replicate all of those, or a lot of those top 10 uh, projects on Komodo and have none of the issues that they've got with scaling, lockings, um, fees, 51% uh, attacks. They could literally come across, mirror, build, assign a separate team. Uh, if it doesn't fly, they haven't lost that much. And if it takes off, they can just say, well, I'm skipping across to this. So people just haven't really put those pieces together yet. They don't understand that those options are available to them. Well, well, since it's 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 a one-way street on that end. If we reverse the tables, if people wanted to get off of Komodo and move somewhere else, is that possible? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the fact Easier, is that right? the, the platforms, yeah, the platforms completely interoperable. And the thing is, you can say, well, that's dumb. You haven't set it up to lock people in and all the rest of it. You shouldn't need entanglement if you've got what you believe is the best tech out there and you're providing the best solutions, um, and people are leaving. Then you've got to be able to you've got to be able to turn around and assess your business and say, is this something that we want to address and is this something we want to tackle? But you can never be af uh, afraid that people are going to um, to leave you and run away. If people want that option, 
or they want to um, work with multiple technologies, they should have that right to be able to do that. You shouldn't make people stay on your platform through fear and horrible lockings that people don't understand. So right. I think the whole idea of Bitcoin and, and Satoshi's original vision, and that's what JL and the team at Komodo have kept very true, is this should be something that's fair for everybody and everybody should be able to access that. And you imagine if Red Fox had have incorporated what we're trying to do within the current Komodo system, that changes Komodo, it's being what it is. Um, Komodo is all about that open source desktop and, and fair and, and equitable for everybody. It and always has been. Red, yeah, it and then Red Fox, could come, Red Fox could come along, generate uh, income and put part of those proceeds back into Komodo to make sure that the development funds are there, that the progress is still happening. And Komodo doesn't have to sell its soul, doesn't have to change the fabric uh, that makes it up. They don't have to change who they are. And then there's a company out there taking a separate risk um, to, to make sure that that Komodo adoption goes ahead. Uh, it's, a, it's a no-brainer. It, had to, it really had to happen. Cool. Yeah, so, uh, you know, from the beginning, oh, it was called Supernet at some point. Mm. Uh, when I, that's, what, that's when I came on. I think that was about six years ago, maybe seven years ago now. Yep. Uh, I, right. I, built, I built the Komodo's first website, Supernet's first website. Uh, All right. Yeah, so I've been I've been around quite a while. Uh, yeah, and I think and I, you, you got to love how they've been. They've, they've they've stayed true to their roots. Yeah, they, they've they've always been open source to a fault. They've had people yep. copy them in the past. Uh, yep. I think at Blocknet, I, I, maybe I shouldn't be dropping names, right? But that's that's uh, <laughs> yes. that's you know back back in the day there was a lot of beef going on between them. Um, yep. You know because they copied all the source code and but you know what. You know the, the winner. The winner is always always the originator, the first one to do it. So, uh, I'm I'm very proud of Komodo and how far they've come. I've been a follower for a very long time. It's all, I consider this home. This is my home. Uh, it is. I it's a comeback. I, I I mean to be honest. Um, I I left the corporate world and um, I was doing C level roles in multinationals like Grab, which mm -hmm. which was the Uber, uh, the company that took over Uber and Virgin and Oradu, and I came across to to Komodo and people were saying, are you mad? Are you mental? Um, what are you doing? And I said, I'm going to go across and, and volunteer there. And um, the reason I'm going to do that is because if I'm going to change into this space, which I think is a game changer, and I've, and I've kind of missed out on the dot-com boom, I should, have, I should have been more involved, but I wasn't, um, then I need to find the project that's got the best tech yep. that, is, yep. that is the least defensive. And, the, and when I say least defensive, what I mean by that is the least infatuated with trying to protect what it's got, trying to cover up what it's got, and trying to absolutely screw people out of every last cent that they can get from them. Um, and Komodo was the only one that really ticked all the boxes as far as being aggressive in their development, tackling problems that no one wanted to do. I, and I'll, I mean, I get up and watch these, I shouldn't drop names, but Zaliqua and projects like that raising $23 million and saying, we're going to we're going to solve the scaling problem on Ethereum and, and introduce something that's that's closely resembles sharding but isn't quite sharding. And then we're going to raise twenty one million and we're going to get it up to or twenty three million and get it up to four thousand eight hundred transactions a second. And you think Komodo is already at forty five thousand. This is a problem that doesn't really need solving. Why are people giving twenty three million dollars to these people? Yeah, makes and, no and, sense. And you'll see a lot of projects touting, oh, we did 3,000, we did 4,000 transactions per second. And, and us that we've been here in Komodo, we're like, that's nothing, man. Komodo did that months ago. 
I know. And the thing is that people are saying, I'm angry, angry with Komodo. Why don't they go out and sing it from the rooftops and advertise and spend heaps of money on marketing it? And then they're like, okay, but if you're not, if it's open source and it's desktop, how do you recoup the costs? You're much better off spending that money on development. And it is the right thing to do. And I think even as a person coming into Komodo, it took me a while to get my head around that. Then you've got to then you've got to say, okay, well, what can we do to build an infrastructure and revenue streams that, that guarantees Komodo's successful future? And that's why we thought Red Fox was took us a good uh, one year on the drawing board before we got it right. But um, that's where we are today. Yeah. So so tell me more about Red Fox. Uh, you know, what, sure. what kind of applications are we? If I was an investor, why why would I buy Red Fox? Okay. Oh, that's a very good question as well. Okay. So we're we're actually. Um, we're actually uh, going to build companies that are predominantly unicorns in China. Um, they've got Western counterparts that everyone would know, but the Chinese ones have worked out how to scale faster, quicker. Um, they're, they're more agile. They're very lean in their operations, and they've taken massive market share. So, I mean, you probably haven't even heard of a company called YY.com, for example. Um, the most, I guess the closest thing to it in the Western uh, market would be like a Twitch, but it's it's, you know, many many multiples larger than twitch it's a streaming application uh has video games and a marketplace um and tipping for the for the casters and the um the influencers that get on there and play the video games with their headsets on as we've all seen on twitch and all the rest of it they and they're also into esports this is massive in this region because of the fact that esports is um for the first time going to be a medal sport in 2022 and weirdly enough Gambling's illegal in places like Vietnam for Vietnamese, but you're allowed to wager on the outcome of esports because it's not a game of luck, it's a game of skill. So um, lots of gateways and doors are opening up. So what we're doing is replicating fast growth, high user um, types of industries and businesses. And why that makes it an um, investment for Red Fox is we're building on and using our chain. So we're building... Um, essentially like side chains so these companies would all uh, have the back-end facilitation done through rfox coin uh, and we also now with the new antara framework have the ability to if we want to spawn a company underneath of us we have the ability to uh, melt or burn or whatever you want to want to term it uh, coins uh, that we have from red fox and to be able to produce new coins for the project that is uh, is actually launching so it means that we've got a we'll have a diminishing supply um, those and, through, and those are through those modules, right? I've seen those exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so we can we can literally every project that we um, produce, we can um, we can reduce the supply of our own coins and uh, make the usage because we're building high frequency and high transaction businesses. Um, that just means that the uh, demand and use case for the Rfox coin just goes up and up and up. Gotcha. And so you're saying the Rfox coin goes up and up and up, and you you have these great skills. And and you can do some amazing, uh, you know, chain development uh, on Komodo. Uh, yep. But as as an investor, uh, you know, is there is there a product that I could touch and play with, or is just just like a service that? No, I no, we've done. No, um, no, no. You can you can either go per company, or you can um, or you can go into Red Fox at the top level. So Red Fox acts as a, sort of like an umbrella. And then all the companies underneath would have um, large ownership in. But um, your, the, the question makes perfect sense. And the thing is that the 
things that we'd be building out are much more of the companies using the using the technology in the background, not necessarily um, not necessarily in the foreground. But what we've done is we've brought out a an exchange that's a hybrid exchange. Um, by hybrid, what I mean is it will be using the new um, technology for the decks that Komodo brings out, obviously. Um, but yeah, it'll be fully supported. Um, there's already uh, STO platform that will be going onto that, as well as also margin trading the, and feeder gateways. The Insta decks, the Border decks, the now Atomic decks, right? Yeah, but ours is uh, ours will be called Zadex, um, uh, which was uh, originally intended to be a Z exchange. Um, so it will have the ability for privacy coins and everything as well, which is great for coins like Pirate. So this will be, um, at the moment, we've got a centralised version that we've put out for testing and fit, look and feel, and now we're getting very close to the new DEX versions uh, through Komodo coming out that we can um, integrate and use as white labels for for this. So this is pretty um, pretty nice because they've run around and done a lot of STO um, licensing and fiat gateway and, and all the rest of it uh, okay. has been set up uh in the background. Just to summarize what you said so far, so Red Fox, the reason why I would have invested it was you, the, every, every project that you bring on uh, elevates you uh, yes. in, in, monetary, in a monetary way, right? Yep. And, and how many, you know, if the more projects you bring on, the, the more Red Fox grows. So yes, there's, absolutely. There, there's one side stream right there. And then another and, and, side a diminishing, and a diminishing supply in the long term as well of the coin. Is there burning, some type of burning going on? Yeah, we haven't announced that yet, so I'm trying to be um, very uh, coy oh, with well, thank my, you, uh, my responses. My responses, but what it, what it basically is more of a turning of the coins from Red Fox into the coins to the other projects, so the Red Fox coins uh, would would potentially diminish in supply. Oh, that's awesome! Fantastic. That's another good reason, and yep. you're, you're creating technology that has been talked about since the day I stepped foot into Supernet, decentralized exchanges, which we've heard of, for, we heard the myth for many years. Yes. Uh, and it seems to be happening for real now. Uh, it is happening for real. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's places like CryptoBridge that say they're DEXs, but they're not really DEXs. Uh, they, a lot of people have been fooled. Uh, is, is this a real DEX? Yeah, so the thing is that... Um... From a desktop perspective, it would be for sure. Um, you've you've always got uh, elements that people can question and query in relation to. You know, if I'm using uh, you know, if I'm using websites, mobile access, and all the rest of it, how does how do how do people run a full node on a mobile? And uh, you know, you've got you've even got to the point now where mobile phones and HTC are bringing out full node capacity for for, for running a full Bitcoin for running the whole blockchain on your phone. Um, wow. We're progressing in technology, and we're getting closer and closer for people to be able to do this type of stuff. And then we've got um, NSPVs. We've got lots of different tech coming out that would sort of bring us um, steps and steps closer to it, so that no one can ever challenge uh, what these things are. But I think the interesting thing for Zadex was it was supposed to be a um, uh, a hybrid in the sense that we want people to have the look and feel of a, of a centralized exchange and understand how it works so it's not complicated. And that was the uh, complaint of the old Atomic Dex, um, of Autodex. Um, so, so people can understand what the centralized exchange looks like. It, they control their keys. It's a cross chain. And if they get stuck, obviously they can't get specific account information, but 
they can ring and get support and people can walk them through how to how to basically set um, to set things up and how to trade and um, there'd be information and we wanted to give people a really good experience. We wanted to say just because it's a centralised exchange and you control your own keys and you're taking control of your own um, privacy and security shouldn't mean that you're just out in the um, out in the dust and you're, and you're by yourself. So we're, we're trying to blend two models together, which is a little bit uh, interesting. Um, but, but in further point of your question, that's more of a proof of concept. Uh, now we're doing a proof of technology because we're actually hired Art Legger, and I don't know who, if you know who he is, but he's um, a very famous game designer from H1Z1, um, okay. uh, owned by Sony. He's come across, uh, which is a pretty big step to come across the blockchain, and he's helping us build with the very talented Komodo devs uh, the first proper NFT game. So what it will be is a um, remake of an 80s or 90s physical collectible uh, game, um, and then that will be played through a web app and the uh, people can actually literally walk away with NFTs of varying um, scarcity and, and worth as a result of having competed in this uh, particular game. So it's actually um, it's like CryptoKitties 4.0 because it's not just a collectible. It's a, We're showing that we can actually integrate gameplay into uh, the oh, NFT realm. Yeah. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And they, and they'll be able to play it on the phones. And I yeah. and and the the, phone, the fact that the phones are also getting stronger and bigger probably also helps, right? Yeah, for sure. But uh, I mean, and that's the that's just the very beginning. Like I say, the first major scale company we build out would be, um, you know, I'll, I'll say Twitch, but why uh, why it's a sort of a Twitch equivalent. Um, we've also got an education app that will be the second company that allows students in Asia to be able to on demand take streamed. Um, live classes with teachers in America or uh, England and Australia. That's what I'm talking uh, yeah. about. Oh, that's, it's massive in, it's massive that's in what China. I want. That's what yeah, I want. Yeah, for I want, sure. I, 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 want, I want my son to grow up knowing how to do plumbing, electrical, uh, every single type. Of, you know, I, I don't want him to go to the normal school because you don't learn anything in these normal schools. You come out. Exactly. You, you come out a big dodo bird. Like, what do I do now? <laughs> exactly. And the thing is that because we're building a marketplace for our first app, this flows into the second app. And then you've got streaming, which is in the first app, which is also goes into the second. So if you start putting all the dots together, we will actually allow through our marketplace for people to be able to spend time uh, on our um, services. And for spending time using our services, they can earn RFOX, which can then be used to, for example, imagine the whole concept of being able to say to your parents, and they're saying, stop playing video games. And you say, well, I'm playing video games here and I'm earning RFOX. And as a result of me earning RFOX, I can actually uh, pay for English lessons. I can I can flip that into, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, that's time well spent then, yeah. That's... Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the possibilities are really quite uh, mind-boggling and endless, but we're building everything very carefully, knowing that whatever we build uh, has to be usable in one of our next projects. So uh, we've got a lot of overlap. Um, transferable users, uh, and we're trying to make sure that we're mindful of not having to necessarily create a brand new coin every time that needs a massive community that needs to go through huge exchange listing fees. We want to try to change the system a little bit and, and bring blockchain into the real world instead of trying to drag the real world into this crazy crypto world. Well, you know what? It, it's going to happen. It's going to happen eventually. Uh, you, you said that, you know, I don't know if people know this, that the best the best developers I've noticed come from the gaming world. 
Uh, sure. You know, I, I, I personally, I was a network administrator for a Fortune 30 company here in New York. And the, the best developers always came from, they, and they were always into games too. They always game players and they developed at the same time. So those are the best guys on the, on the development team. And Absolutely. And, and to get a guy, to get people like Art Legger, if you do a bit of research on him afterwards, to get people like that to say, look, we trust and know you. And if you reckon that Komodo is the best tech and then they look into it and say, we think Komodo is absolutely the best tech. I mean, the, we're, starting to, we're starting to slowly have, we're breaking it down. We've educated and educated for years from the, from the outward user, um, user side of things. Now we're saying, instead of us going out there and explaining a very complex, and this is what I did for a year and a half, explain a very complex um, platform to people. Um, we've got Ethereum and EOS going into the same room, opening up a briefcase and getting out 10, 10 products and saying, which one do you want to buy? Here's what we've got. We were just sort of walking in there and explaining a, a paper and a thesis and, and how we think these things can potentially work and change the world and, and we can do all of the things that are, these other guys have got in their products 10 times better. Now Red Fox is starting to build those products that we can actually go in with a kick-ass briefcase and say, uh, this is the best product you'll see. And, and you, people will know that. They'll know that once they, once they see it. Or once, once you do that research, and there, it really is a deep dive. It'll take a few days to understand every moving part of Komodo. Um, Absolutely. It's a rabbit hole you never, you never come out of. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, it, it's, it's you. Uh, we got Benny Bitcoin from the Bronx. And do you have a team? Can you tell us more about the team? I know you told yeah, us sure. about Harshlager, the, the developer. Yeah, so, so um, we've got a, a pretty diversified team and we've got, um, because of our model of building out um, companies, the teams that we would use for each of the companies differ in skill set and industry. So we've got uh, about uh, 10 core members now, um, which range from content and marketing um, to technical. We get a lot of help from the Komodo side. Obviously, it's a two-way street. Um, and we've got the technical side, we've got the marketing side, we've got operations side, uh, people already in place. That team, we believe, we believe even in full swing, would never need to get above 30 people. Now, people are saying, well, how can you run a major, uh, large scale if you're to meet your goals and your, and your, um, you know, your, your expectations? How are you going to run a team with only 30? The thing is, we partner with uh, contracted um, suppliers and contracted partners, which so we'll have a big partner network. But the thing is, if we find that we're spending a lot of money on one of those particular partner areas, uh, and it's a huge um, uh, line item for us and a huge cost, we'd say, well, we're a replica company. Can we replicate that particular function? And right. as we know, WebPay put money into it. We'll get our own work for free, and then we can um, bill out that um, that little section's work to outside companies to generate revenue for us as well. So we, we've experience. learned we've in, learned from my experience. In my experience, the only thing that can't be replicated is talent. Uh, exactly, exactly. So that's what we're very – I've worked for a lot of big multinationals and I've done turnarounds predominantly. So I've got people earmarked and lined up for roles as long as I can see uh, that I've worked with over the years. So it's a matter of as we grow we'll sustainably, we'll bring those people on. Um, and the talent's there. They've turned around companies. They know exactly what we're trying to do. Uh, and we've had the virtue of learning from a lot of these big multinationals that – had huge overheads 
mm-hmm. to be leaner and more agile. Yeah, agile. That, that's something that's going on in the corporate world for the past couple of years now, agile training. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so uh, let's see here. Well, I was going to say something. I totally forgot. I, it's, it's like two in the morning. What is it? Like two in the morning right now? Um, yeah, quite, quite late for you guys. Yeah, yeah so, but, but, but hey, listen, uh, just some simple investor questions. Uh, yep, sure. What's what what is uh, are, are there any advisors on the team? I know a lot of uh, yep. people like to hear the word advisors, so let's that's why. I'm yeah, asking. sure. Mm-hmm. We've got um we've got an advisor who's a, effectively a, a chief legal officer as well. He's um he's uh, big. He's done a heap of uh, SEC stuff uh, in the United mm-hmm. States. He also is big into crypto and um, marijuana, um, the marijuana movement over there at the moment. Um, yeah, so two two interesting fields. Uh, he's got a wealth of experience and works with uh, a lot of the top projects. Um, we've got Brian Koo. Brian Koo is a serial entrepreneur, very famous in Southeast Asia. He's a co-founder of uh, Grab in the Philippines. He, he co-founded Gojek, which is another billion-dollar company. He co-founded Zalora, another billion-dollar company. Um, these are all unicorns uh, startups. So I had the pleasure of working with him at Grab, uh, and he's sort of our startup guru and our go-to guy. He knows these markets like the back of his hands, which is very, very important when you're a foreigner coming into these markets to have that sort of type of affiliation uh, and to have that knowledge. We've got uh, John Backus, who's a 25-year-plus uh, Wall Street veteran, um, ex- extremely um, knowledgeable about what's going on in the uh, traditional investment spaces and he's going to come in very very handy because as we're building real world businesses with blockchain tech at the background um, they're the circles that we'll be swimming in a lot so it's uh, very important we have those connections and ties um, we've got uh, a lot of people that we're bringing on to the board of advisors as well now but we've also got local uh, people that can help us with languages um, contracts company setups uh, that type of stuff as well. So it's a pretty diverse gotcha. team, and we're bringing on people that are uh, that have been there and done it before, and understand what they're um, uh, what they're talking about, and can help us really make uh, significant inroads. So to have people like uh, Brian Status, for example, being uh, a serial um, okay. billion-dollar unicorn startup guy, is amazing. That sounds great. Uh, so uh, Red Fox. Uh, if if when I you know when I invest in something I like to see transparency right. Uh, sure. If if you guys make uh, you know revenue is that transparent somewhere so we, you know they, we could see how the company is spending their money wisely. You know sure. in the so, real world so, there's, yes, a, there's yes. a lot of cover ups but you know in blockchain everything should be a lot more transparent I, I believe. Yeah, we'll definitely be moving towards. Um, we've always had since day one. We've always tried to think like and it's impossible we've got 20 years of ingrained experience um uh, in this um to try and make sure that we are very mindful of going forward and um looking at setting this up as a proper company that can potentially go to an ipo or could potentially be publicly listed at some stage so you have to have all your ducks in a row you've got to be very um transparent and open so as we build these companies and as we have uh, these revenue streams start to tick in because it's very early in our in our development stages. Um, 100%, we need to be completely transparent and fully regulated and licensed, which is um, which was very important for us. Okay, and I, I know you. I know earlier you mentioned, uh, you know, marketing is kind of a waste. 
but is there any, that's something people like to know, is there any, uh, you know, portion or budget for marketing? Oh, yeah, we're us ourselves for sure. But um, as the top company, um, we'd, we'd sort of, uh, we'd do a, a certain amount of marketing. Um, if you look at other companies around the globe like uh, Catcher Group and Hashed and all of these billion-dollar startup studios and Rocket Internet, a lot of them don't do huge levels of marketing. They do enough to be able to sort of say we're the ones that are behind these projects that we've built and we're the ones that uh, are behind all of these um, the build-outs. Um, but, but ultimately speaking, um, the projects that we actually build are the ones where the heavy, heavy marketing goes into because uh, they're the ones that we want to get the, the massive mass adoption. And by virtue of that, Redbox itself at the top level um, grows and grows in popularity and, uh, and stature as well. So um, it's, a, it's always, a multi-layer. I always say, you know, it's it's educating. So it's not, it, it shouldn't really be called marketing in crypto. It should be called educating because at the end of the day, that's what people need. Uh, for sure, so, for sure. You know, so your posters that you put on the walls – let there be a little bit of education on them, please. Uh, nobody wants to just yeah, see your logo, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, it, it, it'd be good to get to a point where one day all you had to do was put a logo on something and it would speak for itself. But uh, as we know with brands like Nike, uh, there's been famous stories about how the fact that no one understood what that word meant or what it was or what the swish was. Um, and it took them years and years and years of educating um, their client base and the public as to what they, what they do and who they are. And now you can just put that symbol up anywhere and everybody knows exactly what it stands for, yep. what it means and what it is. That's, that's, the, that's the magic uh, the magic number seven, right? You see it seven times? Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So but, so uh, your community, let's get to community. How big yeah, is sure. it? I know how big your community is. It's freaking huge. Komodo is huge. But uh, if somebody wanted yep. to get involved in the community, how do they get there? So for Komodo, uh, Komodo's community is that they're very active in Discord, uh, also very active in um, Telegram, and also in Twitter. Twitter, I think, it has very very close to a hundred thousand followers now. Um, Discord's got yeah, it's massive. It's up to about ninety eight thousand, I believe. Um, the, the the follower groups in Discord and Telegram. Telegram's got about six point seven or six point eight thousand from memory, um, but uh, it, it is quite lively and active and broad in its conversations and topics. And Discord is uh, is is extremely extremely active. People seem to find their little um, niche and, and get in there. Uh, that's where the technical sort of conversations happen, and most of the technical people go there. Telegram's more sort of general market type of conditions, and Twitter's a combination of updates of uh, both sides, business and also tech. But yeah, okay. but but the, the, the supported documents have gotten a lot better um, over the developer documents over the last year. So um, most people that want to develop or use the tech go to straight to Discord. Yeah, and I would advise that too. Discord is the most interactive. We're actually using Discord right now to have this. Yeah, exactly. So, so what what can the regular Joe six pack invested do to help Red Fox? For Red Fox, it's more sort of getting um, getting the word out, getting knowledge out, but also we're for talent because the thing is we're building out in multiple sectors. So we've had some pretty interesting people sort of come to us and say, "I'd I'd like to work with you." Um, so we're looking at building a um, candidate pool of people that could potentially get involved. And the good part about what 
people do is because we generate new companies and build new companies, we actually have the ability for uh, people coming in to potentially have a very rare opportunity to be a co-founder of some of these new projects that we build out. So that's pretty exciting to know that you can get in on a on an equity level in um, in the beginning of a of a, of a new project's journey. Um, yes. So so the most important thing to do would be to come into uh, Telegram um, or Discord. Discord's just started for Red Fox and. Say hi. Tell us what you actually can do and what your what your skill set is, and um, just make sure that you keep the um, the conversation open and keep talking to us because we're always looking for people from uh, very very different backgrounds to to help and get involved. And um, uh, my other co-founder um, Glenn, uh, who's been amazing through this whole process, he um, he also has come from Komodo, uh, so has a very strong. Um, background and understanding of Komodo and, and operations and, and marketing and stuff like that as well. So um, we're, we're putting some very serious effort into trying to make sure that we're very welcoming and have very strong cultural um, values and um, that we really try and include the people from the community in helping us. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who let the let the dogs out here. Who let the word out? But we got questions coming from crowds now. Uh, what kind of investment? Does Komodo have in Red Fox? Uh, Komodo um, doesn't have. Well, Komodo's got a technology investment. I guess is the best answer for that. Um, Komodo's. Um, we've kept the projects very, very separate. Um, so the projects have been. There's been a clear line in the sand, and we've tried to make sure that that is the case because obviously one is a is a very regulated. Um, I guess some people would accuse it of being a centralized structure versus the existing Komodo structure. So there is a clear line in that sand. Um, they are separate companies. And so therefore, we've tried not to cannibalize the market um, and we've not tried to take these money and funding. We've tried to appeal to a different um, different market and a different audience. Um, so the, the investment is more in hours and more in um, uh, labor and, and support and help. And obviously, JL777 is, a, is our lead tech advisor. So okay. yeah, he's awesome. Obviously, yeah, and CA CA triple three is um is uh, fulfilling the roles of our CTO as well. So there's love, a lot of cross. I love his muscles. A lot of crossover. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So there's a lot. I wish I looked like that. There's a lot. There's a lot of crossover. Um, and so the answer to the question, the simple answer is um, financial investment. Um, that's not what it's about. It's much more about the partnership and the um the technical investment. Okay. Uh, we got two more questions from the sure. crowd. If you would you like to take them? Yeah, sure, go for it. Uh, how how long will current funding last? Dot dot dot. What's the burn rate? Yeah, good question. Um, we try and stick to a budget of about one million dollars for the uh, project build outs. Um, that's to go to market point in a hundred days. But we have built a perpetual raise model, which means that. Um, uh, it's not so bad at the top level because what we have to do is the projects that we hand over to and we, the companies we give to people, it's their responsibility to keep bringing in cash and to make sure revenue is coming in to build those companies. So um, the cash burn rate depends on how many businesses we build out. Um, but ultimately speaking, uh, we are we should be right for the next 18 months to two years and by then we should have been generating revenue streams. All right. All right. Uh, whoever asked that question out there, I hope that answers it. Uh, what kind of time do you dedicate to Red Fox versus Komodo since you are GM of Komodo? 
Yeah, so a lot of what I was doing for Komodo sort of flowed into Red Fox um, before there was a Red Fox because we were talking to corporations about how we could incorporate, how we could help them or how we could provide them the products or services they need. So uh, I've always, uh, and this is not a, not a good lesson to follow, but I've always worked 20 hours a day, seven days a week, and I still do that now. Um, on the Komodo side, uh, I spend a good uh, six to eight hours uh, a day and uh, the rest of the time is spent on Red Fox. And as I say, there's a lot of crossover um, because right. it's a matter of getting under the hood and understanding the Komodo tech and understanding how to explain it and understanding how to package it. So uh, it's hard to really sort of to separate them out. The, the, the mix does change from day to day, but that's roughly what the split would be. Okay, very cool. Have you... <laughs> I'm, I, I might as well just go downstairs and make breakfast because, you know... Um, <laughs> yeah. It was... <laughs> Have you had experience in running a business before? Yeah, of course he has. He, just, he said that yeah. multiple times. Yeah, so I've been a C- CEO for uh, four different companies and I've been a C-level for uh, nearly 20 years now. Uh, so I've worked for, for many multinationals and I've done lots of turnarounds. I generally do contractual roles where I go into a, a large company. I act as a CEO for a year. Um, I put into place structure, planning, cut costs, um, work out how to turn around its operations and then hand over to someone to do it on a more longer-term capacity. So it's more of a skills-based uh, turnaround consultant. Um, but, yes, uh, I've looked after workforces. The, the, the most people I've ever looked after at one time is um, 7,000. Oh, wow. That's a lot of people. Yeah, um, so that's really, relatively big. I looked after four people before. Actually, I'll tell you the truth. The truth is that if you work for a um, distributed or decentralized organization with people all over the world um, and not really having much face time, uh, looking after four, 42 or 4,000 can be equally as challenging. How, how does this impact your family? That's how I'm going well, to yeah, that's, that's, um, that's a very, very good question. I've, uh, I, I think um, I'm um, the poster boy of what not to do. I actually have uh, lost a family as a result of it. Um, a wise wow. man once said to me many moons ago, one day if you stare at that computer too long, you look up and uh, everybody's gone from behind the screen. And uh, I, I must say that I am a victim to that. And um, I just have this really massive burning desire to, to, yeah, to build something. Uh, I've been working towards this uh, for many, many years. Red Fox is the culmination of 20 years' worth of mm-hmm worth of ideas and, and frustration and work. So um, I, I'm not going to stop or let anything get in the way of doing that. That sounds callous, but um, the fact is I've learned my lesson from that. I'm not going to start another family or enter into that until such time as this is done and dusted and I can okay. commit the time. And, and you know what? It's not just – at, le- at least you're doing it with, with a purpose to do something great in the world and to build something amazing where people actually fall victim to the same – uh, the, the same, you know, parallel, uh, you know, situation, uh, just playing video games, right? World of Warcraft. I mean, I've seen people sure. lose families just because they play too many video games. It's, it's insane. I, I, would, I would say, obviously, um, if, you, if you can find the balance and you can, you can work out how to manage that, then that's what you should be doing. But we're at a really early stage of, of blockchain development still, uh, there's not a lot of people that are over here in the blockchain space that are really good business people who have had experience in the commercial world. 
Um, so putting those two together is kind of a unique opportunity. And I think Komodo, as I say, is a lot more advanced than a lot of the other platforms. So we've got a real uh, unique um, opportunity. We've, we've chosen to be in Vietnam and moved over here. At, at, um, this is a, it's a big undertaking to move a team of people over to, to Vietnam. Vietnam? So we, oh, yeah, you said that earlier. Yeah. It's, it's wow. the fastest growing area uh, region in the Southeast Asian um, market and it's uh, it's got huge potential. It has 100,000 engineers through university every year so there's lots of tech talent. Um, off. It got rated number three in the world for new tech talent. Um, so we, 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 we came here for a specific reason. We're dedicated. We've got a job to do. We've all committed to the 20, 20 hours a day, seven days a week and we're going to keep doing that until such time as we um, and, have and you the know foundation what? laid. And you know what? I do the same thing. Just in a different way, I'm, you know, like what, what, when I'm dedicated to something, I'm, you could ask house, I'm doing it. You, they see what I do with the radio. I, 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 that's what I do. This is, this is it. Yeah, what yeah. I do. Right. When I dedicate myself to, and, and I have probably four or five more projects I work on other than the radio, but you know, this, that's dedication, that's passion. And, you know, um, my wife firsthand, you know, has witnessed how I was able to get out of the, the rat race, right? And, and, you know, and do this instead and do better doing this than I did uh, working every day, hating my job at some point because it was just a redundant, daily redundancy, right? See Cisco routers, uh, exchanges, uh, you know, the, 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 every, every server in the server room, right? Um, the, the, the voice servers, I mean, it, it, all sorts of different, different servers. I, I messed with, um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, it, it was fun, but then it became redundant, right? Once, once you don't learn sure. things anymore, it, you're, not, you're not learning anymore. You're not growing. It just ends up becoming a vicious cycle of life where you just, you, you're not growing anymore. So what are you doing? You're just, you, you're just I don't, making money. I, I to, understand to, completely. To keep living, right? And I think that for, for, for me, 20 years of working um, and working for other people and helping turn around companies and all the rest of it, um, this was the first thing that I found that I thought to myself, I'm passionate enough to go all in on. Uh, and there's a, great, there's a great quote that says, I did a study in the US actually, where you're from, saying that uh, it's a guaranteed proven fact that the people that think because they're coming home at 6 o'clock at night and spending time with their kids and all the rest of it uh, are doing the right thing, but they've proven that... Oh. The child's life is much better. You're better off to spend an hour a day with the child and be happy than, uh, and love what you're doing and give them quality time than to come home from um, work at 6 o'clock at night and be miserable and um, disjo right. disjointed. And, uh, and, learn, and, and, learn, and, and if you learn something new every day, you actually have something passed down to that child. Where if exactly. You, I, exactly. If my, father, my father was a bread maker. He was a baker, right? I mean, right. I know how to bake. I know how to make bread. I know how to make cookies. I know how to make everything. Uh, I'm not a baker, though. But yes. that was the only thing he knew to teach me, and that's all he did his whole life. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's... I want to it's, it's, be able to teach my kid coding. I want to be able to teach him how to, how to build sites, how to, how, to, how to run his own radio show, how to, how to fix a car, you know, um, how to do sheetrocking in, in a house, how to fix... You know how to fix liners and pools, right? I mean, they, they, yeah, it's they, important. You know, there's a lot of things that need to be learned in the world, and I don't think our children are getting it from going to school every day. 
uh, you know, l learning knowledge that is not applied knowledge. We want to apply yeah, knowledge. For sure. But I, I don't want, I'm getting on a tangent. You, you can see I'm very passionate. I, I got into crypto because I hate the system. Uh, I'm, I'm into oh, Komodo we and, and Pirate because I, I, don't, I don't like the system. Um, so so, so let, let me tell you something that will, will actually resonate with you a lot. I hated the system as well, and I had to keep fixing the messes of uh, the, the companies that I go into. So what I thought was I'm going to go across to the blockchain world, look at this technology, have a look at how they're trying to change the way things are done. And then I'm going to take the knowledge of that, bring it back into the commercial world and disrupt the hell out of these legacy systems and models. Um, and that, that's the way to go. Uh, the thing is, at the moment, we're in a kiddie pool and there's a, next to us is a big boy pool. And in the big boy pool, you've got all your IBMs and your Oracles and all your big companies. And then in the kiddie pool, you've got all this, these crypto projects and we're splashing around and they're looking at us and they're, they're keeping an eye on us but they're not ever going to come out of that pool and come across and swim at the rate we're going. What we've got to do is understand that we've got to actually get out of our pool and go across and take these offerings across to them and show them what we've actually got. Don't wait for them. Uh, don't think that by just splashing around in the pool, they're all going to come across because that's not going to happen. Yeah, I have a similar situation. I got out of, uh, I'll tell you the, the company I worked for, Amerisource Bergen. It's a Fortune 30 company here. Um, and my, my, the, the last line right before I, I gave them notice saying, you know, don't even bother giving me a raise. You know, I'd, I worded it nicely. And, you know, I was, I was like, listen, I'm out of here, right? Uh, they, 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 they had redundancy on everything. They had redundancy on their voice servers. They had uh, re redundancy on, uh, on, on everything. Every server was, was redundant, right? The, the, the virtual servers, if one went down, the other one was, uh, was there, right? Uh, Except their SAN. Their SAN had no redundancy. So right. for, for, for two months before that, I was saying, listen, if something happens to that SAN, all the virtual servers, they're going to go down and you're going to be fucked, right? Yep. I, said, I was telling them, I was saying, just get, even if you get a freaking $100 hard drive from the store, I will copy all the virtual, uh, you know, the, the, the virtual servers onto it just in case something happens. Guess what happened? IBM guy came. They called for like some some normal maintenance, right? IBM guy came. He pulls the plug from the from the sand, and all the servers got corrupt. Dude, we were we we were there for three days rebuilding every single server, uh, voice servers, Exchange servers, uh, their uh, POS servers. Uh, it's and, it's and, so I, true. I, Dude, at that point, I was like, "Listen, and you know what? The next day, I found I found the the hard drives on my desk. I, yeah, I, I was asking them for two months, and the very next day, they were right on my desk." But you think people would learn from the, the from issues like that? And for example, friends have built Facebook, right? They built businesses on the Facebook platform, and then Facebook just suddenly would say, "Okay, you've got eleven million. This guy's got eleven million followers. You've got eleven and a half million followers." We're now going to start charging you every time you want to communicate to them, and so their business is absolutely crippled. They've been built on this um, on this uh, centralized structure where the rules can change underneath of them at any given time, and they don't have the freedom of knowing that they own their own business. They actually are. Uh, they're actually they went with Facebook because of the, the network effect, exactly like people would go on Ethereum, for example. And what they haven't learned, and we didn't learn from these replications, is that. People are repeating that in the blockchain space, and it's it's going to end in tears for a lot of people when these uh, 
these these uh, platforms can't scale or they change the rules on people and everybody's at the mercy of those rule changes. The only way you can really truly avoid this is to build your own sovereign chain on something like Komodo where you've actually got the ability to have your own uh, standalone chain. Um, and that's the only way that we're ever going to really get away from being at the mercy of someone else telling us um, how our business right has now. to be structured. We are. It's, it's terrible. Was it, it's, I, I, I created a, an account called Bitcoin ICO because I own BitcoinICO.com, right? And just another one of my million projects I do. Uh, All right. They, 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 to- they totally, they, they killed it. They killed the account just because the word Bitcoin was in it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's out of control. And the thing is that uh, people don't, people, I think people understand it as well. And I think people know it. I think a lot of people went into building on Ethereum because they knew they were going to get the exposure and they thought, eh, if it takes off, we'll deal with it later. But it's very hard to deal with it later when you when you build a whole company on a platform. But yeah, yeah. the thing is that, the thing is that, that, People say, I understand there's the option of having my own chain through something like Komodo, but then I'm, on, I'm kind of like, I'm on my own. I've got to go out and build this business from scratch and I've got to do that. And and the, the type of people that we're attracting at this particular point in time don't necessarily know how to build that business from scratch. So they're, they're saying we've got some good technical ideas or we're, we're technically gifted. We know how to put something together, but we don't know how to package it, market. We don't know who to go to sell it to. We don't know anything about business structure, cap tables, mm-hmm. models. Uh, drag alongs we don't know anything about any of the of the real world stuff so we need the support of uh, an ethereum or a bigger platform um so i think we're going to very quickly see people start to understand there, as it there's already easier. there's already platforms out there i don't know if you heard of uh, atmos uh it's yep, i have it's it's on eos yeah uh, i think that's the biggest problem with it personally uh problem with eos is that it's not friendly uh, you got to pay for a wallet. Uh, try try setting up one, right? Oh my God, it's 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 just it's just too much for a normal person to understand. You know, it so- shouldn't be that hard. And and um, Satoshi's vision was very clear, and JL and the team from Komodo's vision is very clear as well. And the thing is, you might say, well, you know, how are they going to adopt all this great technology? And that's why people like Red Fox and and I hope there's a hundred Red Foxes that come along. Um, for all the different chains, but ultimately speaking, we're going to put these into packages that the everyday end user doesn't need to necessarily learn what a cryptocurrency is, how to get a wallet, how to get onto an exchange and make a, um, a, a and make a swap or a, a, or do a trade. Ultimately speaking, if a kid wants to go down to the local ice cream store and buy a scoop of chocolate ice cream, why should that? Why should he have to learn how to do a whole lot of stuff to be able to do that? You've got to provide better, cheaper, faster stronger uh, products to the products that are already on the market for someone to replace that. No one is going to go to the bother and the, and the length and the hassle of having yeah. to learn all they have to learn to use these products that are nowhere near as good as the products that are currently on the market. One-click solutions. That's it. That's what it, what, it has to be as simple as a one-click, like Amazon. One-click solutions. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I think Komodo is headed in the right direction. So we're really happy to be involved and we're really happy to be part and we wouldn't we wouldn't be anywhere else. I'm having a great time talking to you, Ben. Uh, you but we have some qu- more questions from, from people. Oh, okay. Okay, sure, in, sure. Uh, sure. But I, I would love to keep talking to you personally. But let's let's get. To we, the can, we can do that another time. Yeah, sure. Uh, what What are some examples of blockchain projects that interest you? Um, Red Fox. 
yeah, some of the uh, blockchain projects that interest me, to be honest, I keep a close uh, close eye on on uh, stuff like Chainlink, which is trying to decentralize the Oracle systems, and I, I look at how Komodo's tech could potentially uh, could potentially go straight past that. But I I do very much um, look at these disruptive types of, uh, of blockchain projects. I look at stuff like Quant, um, QNT. Um, any of these projects that are trying to do ambitious stuff to disrupt legacy models, um, I think is, is fantastic. But um, again, I reckon they're sort of mid-stage projects because the way that Red Fox sees it is you should bypass all of that and not try and make people come across and learn. It should be we take it across and, and replace what they're already using with something that's better uh, and blockchain-based and backed. But I do keep a very close eye on these real projects with... Um, real potential to disrupt legacy models in the commercial world awesome okay and uh is is red fox filling a niche that is currently needed or is it more future oriented uh, i think it's um i think it's both actually i think it is definitely future oriented we've had several people tell us that we're two years ahead of the curve and, and a bit early to the party um, and we've also had uh, several people tell us um the party will never start unless um uh, a project like ours exists, so uh, we're not at all too early. Um, and, and people with a lot more money than us will come along and replicate what we're doing straight away. So um, I think we're meeting a need at the moment, which is providing blockchain services to people that don't need to learn uh, how to use cryptocurrency, so that's now. And future forward, we're, we're paving the pathway for, for businesses to be built from the ground up on blockchain and not being um, scared and trying to implement it bit by bit as they go down the track. Okay. Uh, what what are your personal goals for the next one year, five years, or ten years? Uh, next one year would be to have a couple of successful projects up and built, uh, and to build a culture and a legacy that uh, that outlives any of us as individuals. Because it's not about us as individuals; it's about um, the company, the movement, and being able to to make sure this blockchain um, a technology from Komodo gets adopted. Five years, I would hope that, uh, to be 100% honest, I would hope that we, uh, I'd be eyeing off an exit and looking at um, sitting on a board, an advisory board. I can't keep working 27 uh, for the next, uh, any prolonged period of time. And 10 years, coffee shop on the beach and um, still being actively involved in, in a movement that I can proudly say I was a part of. Um, yes, I'm on a cafe also. Generations. That's yeah. Right. Yep, chill on Yep. I don't want to have to sell a coffee to keep it open. I want to do it because I love it. Yeah, I just want to sit there and drink coffee as other me people. Too, me too, me too. Me <laughs> too. Is let's see, um mention about does Red Fox have any ideas on how to approach the general public? Not already. Does Red Fox have any ideas on how to approach the general public not already involved in crypto? Yep, take that. Yeah, take them a product or service that they are familiar with that works better than the one they've got. Okay. Uh, we think we covered this one too, so I'm not even going to ask. Uh, what, what's the... Did I ask you already what's the end game for Red Fox? The end game for Red Fox is to... Actually, to be honest, though, we, no, we haven't covered really. The end game is we, to build these companies, but to build the Red Hat Enterprise uh, model um, for, for Komodo. So, for example, uh, an audited, um, supported, subscription-based uh, version of um, 
of Komodo's products and offerings and have certified representatives in each country going around and helping companies or businesses integrate and install and set up um, enterprise-level um, uh, blockchain services into their business. So I think we're a little bit early for that, uh, but the infrastructure itself and the certification processes and getting this set up will take a good six, six to 18 months, I think closer to 18. So we need to sort of start building that fairly soon. Um, and I think in, in the next five years, those types of companies that, that will, be, will be absolutely massive. Ooh, man, I, I don't know how you do it, man. I, I already drank three gallons. I, had... oh, I need more water. You got a sexy voice, by the way. Oh, thank you. You probably pick up a lot of chicks. No, I'm working too much, mate. I don't. I don't. We don't leave this. Uh, we don't leave this apartment. You, you bring. You got to bring them to the office. No, 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 no. The office is the back cave. We li- we live in the office as well. It's a big building. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brother. I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass out. Let's go. If I don't cut now, but uh, I'm more than happy to interview you again another time. Um, sure, mate. I I just like to say thank you very very much for not only having us on the show and helping to tell our story, but the fact that you provide this service that tries to educate people on something that you're very passionate about. I think there should be um more shows like this uh, and less about what coin can I um, make a million dollars out of today to sell and flog its crap to everybody. So I think it's um, very noble what you're doing and uh, keep plugging away because uh, these, are the, these are the channels that will win out in the long run. Hey, you know how I think of it? If I drop dead tomorrow, at least my son will be able to hear me on over 250 shows, right? So- Absolutely, mate. And you've stuck at, you've stuck at it with more than uh, a lot of these projects and uh, Oh, issues yeah. in the space have done most of them give up at the first sign of uh, any any hard work so oh yeah well I've done seen radio, i've seen radio stations come and go bro so many of them for sure there is no so, competition and thank you for staying up until the wee hours of the uh, to have this conversation i really appreciate it all right brother thank you i love you man thank you for coming on i really i i, I chose you because i knew i had a good feeling I, I i every every project in the komodo uh, realm is doing is is amazing, and I and I hope to I hope to get each one of them one by one. And I I know a lot of the a lot of the the people are you know kind of commingle with other projects. They're you know they're For kind sure. of the same people. So it's a, it, it makes a little bit. I, I see a lot of these things morphing together, and with what Red Fox is going to do, there's this mm-hmm. huge potential for us to actually sign up other companies as our partners, um, rather that within the ecosystem, rather than going out and looking at uh, conventional real worlds, uh, I, I see that all coming together for sure. Cool, cool. So normally, how I close this is: uh, is there any information that you could uh, that you you could that where people could reach you? Uh, what's your website, email address? Yep. So uh, Red Fox, yeah, RedFoxLabs.io is the uh, website, and um, the email addresses are the same, but you just put the name in front. So uh, Benny at RedFoxLabs. Um, <laughs> is the um is the email address okay and and um so and we, we guess so we got the website we got that sorry it's a little late for me i'm starting to think twisted uh and, and th- that's about it i think i think we covered it all man uh we got your contacts if anybody wants to uh find them he is definitely on the komodo discord as well yep. uh, right. I'm, I'm under bitcoin, i'm under bitcoin benny um 
most people will know who I am, so it's pretty easy to find me. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm findable everywhere. Bitcoin Benny from the Bronx. How do you know that? How do you not know who that is? <laughs> I, I know, I know Jenny from Jenny from the Block. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that one. <laughs> well, well, thank yeah, thanks again for having us. Really, really appreciate it. Love to do it again sometime soon. All right. I, thank you. And I love you. And everybody out there, thank you for joining us. I really didn't imagine anybody was going to be listening at this time, but apparently people are awake. So uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, I love you all. This is Lute signing out. This has been Crypto Core Radio. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends so they can be among the first to learn about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency advancement in, in the, the new, new digital, digital economy. economy.